Well, this morning it's time to play Stump the Messiah. So I welcome you to the game show brought to you by Mark 11 and 12 publications called Stump the Messiah. So uh, I'm excited that you're here. Let's welcome our special guests. The first contestant, of course, is <laughs> the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. Come on, give him a hand. Come on. And so uh, Jesus is uh, made just a triumphal entry this week. He's been fantastic in Jerusalem, and he's here with us. And then there's this special show we call Stump the Messiah. And what you'll notice is that those who are here to do that are our scribes, our Pharisees, and the Herodians. They're here to try to mess him up and stump the Messiah. But that's not going to happen, is it? Because we know Jesus all too well, don't we? So I'm glad you're here to participate in this game with us. We want to have a lively uh, interaction going on today. number of questions being asked to see if we can even stump the Messiah. You might have, in fact, played this game with some of your family and friends before. They want to stump the Messiah. They want to stump you with questions and hard uh, uh, ideas in scripture to answer and maybe some things they say are contradictions and you just don't know how to answer them. Well, Jesus is in that situation where these scribes, Pharisees, and Rhodians all week long are there to try to stump the Messiah. Let's see what they can try to accomplish. We come to their very first question. And the first question brought to us by the scribes and Pharisees as we see is this. Hey, Jesus, Whose authority do you come in? Who do you think you are that you can come in, make a whip and drive out money changers, turn over the tables, tell people to stop walking through the Temple Mount and do what they're doing? By whose authority do you do that? There's question one on how to stump the Messiah. Well, as any good rabbi, Jesus is ready to answer. And so, Jesus, what was your reply to this stump the question, stump the rabbi, stump the Messiah question that was given? Well, Jesus' response is with another question. Hey, did John the Baptist come? Under whose authority did he come? Hmm. Answering a question with a question, pretty clever. Pretty clever. You know what that does is it kind of dissects the attitude an action that people are taking when they're asking a question. You might try this from time to time. When people want to stump the Messiah with you, you might want to ask them a question as to their motivation. This is what Jesus did. And so when he asked the question, by whose authority did John come? Well, they asked among themselves. And we'll have to wait a minute as they're talking and discussing for their final answer. Let's wait, wait. Now they survey, and as they survey among themselves, they ask this question. If we say he came from God, well, uh, then we, uh, have to, we have a problem because we didn't get behind him, really. And if he came from God and we were opposed to him, that would mean that we're opposed to God. So it, you can't say he came from God. But if we say he didn't come from God, all the people here at this show are hearing and they all thought he did come from God and then they won't like us. Survey says, I don't know. <laughs> and of course, we love Jesus' answer. Jesus' answer says, well, if you don't know, then I'm not going to tell you by whose authority I came either. Isn't that wonderful? 
I love that. Jesus sometimes will not answer questions we ask because some of them aren't seeking an answer, are they? They were here to stump the Messiah. They didn't want a real answer. You see, they couldn't stomach the real answer, could they? They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle the truth. And so Jesus answers by telling them he's not going to answer because they couldn't figure out John the Baptist. If they couldn't figure out John the Baptist, they're sure not going to figure out him. So that's question number one. We got any more questions? Hey, wait a minute. Jesus has a question. Jesus is going to ask a question. It's coming from him. Stump the Messiah. We're going to go to the other side now and see what the Messiah has to ask. All right. So Jesus says, hey, who or what is the owner going to do? The landowner. Jesus decides to tell a little story and ask some questions of the Pharisees to see just how much they really understand things. So Jesus tells a story and then asks a question. The story is this. There was a landowner who made a vineyard, brought forth crops, and then he built a tower to watch over them, and then he brought servants in to care for the vineyard. He then went on a journey a long way away. Later on in that year, he sent some servants back to the vineyard to see how it was doing. When he sent the servants back, those who were working the vineyard killed the servants. So they couldn't report back to the master of the vineyard. Well, the master was upset, and he, so he sent another servant of the master to find out how the vineyard was doing. And when he sent another master to see how the vineyard, uh, another servant to see how the, the vineyard was doing, they killed him too. Jesus, what's your point? Just a minute, he says, he's getting on with it. He says, now, if I send my son, surely they will hear and not harm my son whom I send. And so Jesus, uh, sorry, the, the owner of the land sends his own son to inquire on how the vineyard is doing, and guess what those servants did? They even killed the son of the landowner. Isn't that something? That's a telling story, isn't it? And so Jesus says, and what do you think? the landowner should do? Well, there's a question. Now it's time to stump the Pharisees. Hmm. How should we answer this one, the Pharisees think? Well, they were seeking to arrest Jesus by playing stump the Messiah. But they perceived that that parable was about them. So they left him and went away. All right, so trying to stump the Messiah, that didn't work again. Oh, we just lost the, lost the Pharisees off of this game show. So I'm sure that's probably all the Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Ah, oh, there's a scribe. There's another question for stump the Messiah. We lost the Pharisees on this last one. We know that, of course, Jesus was referring to Israel and all the prophets that God had sent that they had killed and finally, I guess really Jesus was answering their very first question, whose authority are you? He said, he's the son. He's the son of the one who sent all the prophets. He is the son of God. But they couldn't answer that. They realized they needed to step out. But the scribe comes forward and he says this, hey, hey, Jesus, stump the Messiah. Should we pay taxes? Hmm? Well, that's a good one, isn't it? What do we do with the money? Do we render to Caesar? What do we do? 
Jesus says in his answer, anybody got a coin? Coin from in the audience? Anybody got a coin? Someone bring me a coin. He brings a coin and Jesus answers the question with another question. Whose face is on this coin? Anybody? Caesar is the answer. They recognize that. Jesus then says, well then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord. Boom! Come on, give him a hand on that one. You know that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Jesus has got the right answer for the right situation every time. That is awesome. They can't stump the Messiah. He's too good, isn't he? All right, next question. It's not over yet. We've got another stump the Messiah. Another group of folks come together because these religious leaders are not satisfied. They want to ask another question to stump the Messiah. So they bring a question forward. Now these are the Sadducees. The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection. And so they have a question for Jesus. And they put a, a hypothesis together to see if they can, what? Stump the Messiah. So they ask him this question. Jesus, there's a lady who was married to a man, and the man died. She then got married to his brother, because Jewish law says that he should pick up where the other guy left off. And so she marries the brother, and he dies. So she is another, again a widow, and she marries another guy. Oh, unfortunately, he dies as well. Someone should check the cooking she marries a fourth guy. And of course, then, the Sadducees say, So, Jesus, <laughs> if there's a resurrection, whose wife is she? Mmm, the crowd hush. Ooh, that's a good one. Stump the Messiah. Jesus answers calmly, coolly. You obviously don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> nor do you understand the scriptures. He says this, for when they raise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read the book of Moses in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob? He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are totally wrong. Come on, give them a hand. They have no understanding of the resurrection and what's going to take place after that. And again, they doubt even if there is a resurrection. And Jesus refers back to the book of Moses when God appeared at the burning bush and said, I am, present tense, all uh, knowing all-powerful God. Uh, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. That's at Moses' time. How could he presently be the God of dead people unless there is a resurrection and they are yet still alive, waiting for that day to come? He's the God of resurrection. And he says, you don't get it and you don't understand the word. So... The Sadducees become very sad, you see, and they walk away. Again, confounded when they play. Yeah. Stump the Messiah. 
That should be about the last question we have from the, uh, oh no, wait a minute. No, okay, here comes some more. Scribe comes forward and says, Jesus, could you tell us what's the most important and bestest, that's Hebrew, bestest commandment? Okay, now Jesus better be careful with how he answers this. So Jesus begins to inquire, hmm, the best commandment of the law. Well, Jesus replies and he says, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. That's a good answer. How many of you give him a hand for that? That's amazing. It just so happens that he wrote that too (laughs) at the beginning. And so Jesus, again, is not stumped, but they are. The scribe steps forward and says, wow, Jesus, you're right, you're right. He says, there is but one God and there is no greater commandment than to love him with your whole heart, mind, soul, body, and strength and to love your neighbor. He commended Jesus for the answer. (laughs) Jesus then commends him and says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Wow. So Jesus takes the question this man answered, and as the man responds truly from his heart that Jesus is right, Jesus commends him and speaks to him. Now, it's interesting at this point in our game show, (laughs) when you look at the script, it says, and after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. That's it for Stump the Messiah. We're done. Nobody wants to try and stump Jesus anymore. Really, you really can't stump the author of truth. But how many people do it every day? How many of us try to stump the Messiah? How many folks, you may have been one of those folks that had questions You were the one who had questions about the contradictions that you thought were there. You're the ones who had questions for these very difficult situations in life. There are people that come up to you every day and ask you these questions because they want to stump the Messiah. Why, there's websites. There's, uh, you can Google any one of these places and see all the questions that everybody has for stumping the Messiah. There's an answer that he has for everyone, and he's looking for you to represent. Amen? Well, that was a good game show. I think we're... Oh, what? No. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not done on Stump the Messiah. Jesus has a few questions of his own that he'd like to ask. So as we continue with our Mark 12 productions, Jesus asks this question. It's a tricky one. Jesus, it's time for you to quiz. Is David's Lord his son? What is this question you ask, O Jesus? And Jesus says this, the Lord, Jesus said, as he quotes King David, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is the Messiah, the son of God and the Lord of David? How is he the son of David and the Lord of David? That's a great question. Hmm. 
No answer! They can't answer that. They're confused. Again, Jesus giving an answer to the very first question as to whose authority. Really, he's giving them another clue as to who he is. He is the son of David. Why, everybody cried out in the streets with palm branches. Oh, son of David, Hosanna in the highest. So Jesus asks the question of them, how can he be the son of David? And yet being son of David, David calls him Lord. My Lord said to the... The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make all of your enemies your footstool. How did David call the son of David his Lord? And so, obviously, the answer is, he's Messiah. He is the son of the living God, both by birth and a descendant of David, but also by nature as being God, he is the Lord of David. And that's Jesus. Come on, give him another hand for that answer, folks. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's an amazing question, an amazing question. I like David's red hair there. Next question. Oh, they're a little stumped by that. And look, oh, now they've all left. Nobody's left in the audience. Nobody's left here for our game show, Stump the Messiah. I guess the show's over. What? No? Oh, wait. Jesus wants to ask his disciples a question. I guess he's going to ask all of us this. And so now it comes time for Stump the Messiah, and we realize that that uh, is no longer possible or even attempted. Jesus now turns to his disciples, and he asks one last question, and he asks them to look and see as he compares the disciples to the scribes and Pharisees. And he goes on and he says, I want you to all look. Hey, look over there, everybody. See her? This is a widow. Watch what she does. And the little widow, little widow, uh, gives her last two denarii in the offering basket. And Jesus says, look at her. Truly, I say to you, this little widow, this poor widow, has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had, to live on. Greater faith, he said, is this, than those who give out of their wealth. In other words, she trusted God for all things. It wasn't a religious thing. It wasn't a look at me at how much I give. But in her quiet faith, without pomp or circumstance, without anyone knowing, she gave her life to God. That is the answer to every question about Messiah. You may have questions. You may hold in reserve if you'll give your life to Him. But even with questions, even with not knowing everything, will you give your all to the Lord Jesus Christ? He'll answer your questions. He will in due season. Jesus turns and He looks at the Pharisees and Sadducees and He says this, Beware of those scribes who like to walk around in long robes and they like greetings in marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at all the feasts who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive a greater condemnation. 
that was a direct condemnation to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes who wanted to stump Messiah. You see, he pulls no punches this his last week in Jerusalem. When they plot to kill him, he exposes them for who they are, and he exposes them for having no faith and for lying and cheating in the name of Yahweh God. But the true believers are those who trust in God with their whole heart, even though they may have questions, even though they may doubt. Jesus speaks against these scribes and these Pharisees and those who have those questions to tear faith apart. Well, they're a bit furious with Jesus now, and they plot to kill him. Even when they kill him, they cannot stump the Messiah, for in three days, he rises again victorious. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, listen, you can be a part of this game show as well, Stump the Messiah. Uh, you can get this game uh, by uh, sending 1995 to uh, Romco Products, and if you order now, you'll get two. But you have to pay shipping and handling. You can play Stump the Messiah as well. In fact, I think we do every day, don't we? People have questions about God every day. They have questions about Jesus. Now what we want to learn from this little game show that we saw in Mark 11 and 12 is that they came to try to stump Jesus. They tried to trick him. They had clever questions and clever uh, disguised deceptions that Jesus saw through every one of them because he looks into the intent of the heart. And now if you would look at how Jesus answers questions, I want to share with you on maybe possibly how you might answer some of the questions when people play the game with you, Stump the Messiah. Some of them come with questions, and it's good to answer them back with another question to check their motive. I've done this quite often when people ask me a question, and I ask them, do you want the answer or do you want to just argue? It tells you where they're at. Are you serious about an answer or are you just wanting a dispute? And so Jesus didn't even answer those who weren't looking for truth. They were just looking for a fight. There are times, folks, that you can turn someone away from a question. He says not to throw pearls to swine. And so if there are people who are just trying to stir something up to destroy a moment in the Lord or disrupt something or another conversation with another person, you can turn them away. Follow after the Lord and how he did it. There are others that you may commend that once you have a discussion and they begin to think about it, you can encourage them and say, you're on your way here. Pursue this more. There are others that you may challenge and speak to the heart of their motivation. There are some that you have a readied defense. Peter says that we're always supposed to be ready to give an answer to those who ask of the hope that we have. That word in the Greek is apologeo. The answer is a readied defense. So study the word. Know the questions Jehovah Witnesses will ask. Know the questions Mormons will ask. Know the questions reincarnationists will ask. New Agers and atheists. Study to show yourself approved. But Peter goes on to say, have a ready defense, but give it with all gentleness and meekness. 
Give them an answer, not haughty, not arrogant, not with an attitude, but give them an honest answer for an honest question that you might persuade them to seek God in a greater way. This is how Jesus answered. And many times you can ask back the question about their faith, as Jesus did concerning John the Baptist. How did he come? And what do you understand about that? Jesus challenged their knowledge about Scripture. Many who play Stump the Messiah will quote verses to you. Why, the devil even quoted Psalms to Jesus when he said, Hey, won't the angels catch you if you jump off this ledge? And Jesus countered those questions with a weak, they had a weak uh, idea and understanding of Scripture, and Jesus would counter it with the true interpretation of Scripture. You too need to use the Word of God when you're playing Stump the Messiah. I hope you've studied. I hope you're ready to play that game show, and I hope you're ready to be able to give an answer to everyone that asks of you when they want to play Stump the Messiah. Remember, He is the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one can come to the Father except through Him. And we want to introduce people to come to the Father through Jesus Christ. He is the one who is the truth and the way. Amen? And so when it's time to play Stump the Messiah, you're ready. You're ready. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father.